Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode 69 of District of Conservation. This is going to be a brief episode, given that the update I'm going to be discussing just happened this morning. It relates to House Bill 961, which is the so-called assault weapons ban bill that also combined banning magazines that exceed 12 rounds or more. So this is going to be an episode largely dedicated to that update. It'll be brief, but as usual... Make sure you follow, subscribe, download past episodes, and leave us reviews if you like the content you're hearing. That'll help us go a long way in reaching more people. Around 8 o'clock this morning or so, news was coming in from Richmond from the Senate Judiciary Committee, which deliberates matters as it relates to firearms, crime, and the like. And it was revealed that four Democrat senators had joined in with Republicans on the committee to pass on HB 961, which again is that really bad bill that a lot of us have alluded to this past legislative cycle. Uh, All the gun control bills were really wretched and horrible, but this especially was very problematic. Uh, The fact that you had not only people who have no idea what firearms nomenclature is authoring it, and then they wanted to satiate Uh, skeptics. And then they added some so-called amendments to neuter the severity of the bill. But again, that does nothing. It obfuscates the confiscation provisions to confiscate the magazines, to go after AR-15s, which are semi-automatic in nature. They're not automatic. Uh, If you guys don't know already, most automatic so-called assault weapons are federally prohibited from the market. It's very impossible to procure and obtain an assault weapon Uh, They were banned in the 80s, and I can provide context to that legislation. So most of these bills were not assault in nature that they wanted to go after. And I'll include the language and the bill uh, for you guys to read. But Stephen Gutowski of the Free Beacon, who is a past guest on this podcast and a friend of mine, uh, tweets this morning, the Senate Judiciary Committee has passed HB 961 by for the year on a vote of 10 to 5. They're ordering the Crime Commission to study the bill. The assault weapons ban and magazine confiscation bill has been defeated for the year. So this could be reintroduced maybe later on in session because sometimes we have special session here in Virginia. But judging by what Stephen has said, likely it won't be considered until next year when the legislation or when the legislature reconvenes uh, if there's no special session. And then Stephen adds there will be no assault weapons ban or magazine confiscation in Virginia, at least for this year. And then he also proceeded to add the four names of the Democrat senators who joined in with Republicans to pass on the bill. And he says Democratic Senators Edwards, Deeds, Peterson, and Surovel voted to pass on the assault weapons ban and mag- magazine confiscation bill by for the year, effectively defeating it for this legislative session. Like I said, sometimes bills are heard in special session. That happens later on in the year, but we will likely be hearing this without any Uh, revisions to the bill it's going to likely be as extreme as it was first presented with little 
<clears throat> amendments to appease, let's say, gun rights supporters. So be skeptical of that. But Stephen was on top of that. And Cameron Edwards of Bearing Arms also noted the importance of this bill's defeat. And, he's, and not only does this include banning AR-15s, semi-automatic firearms and rifles, magazines, it also would have banned suppressors, which are already difficult to obtain as they are banned under the NFA, the National Firearms Act. And you have to go through hoops and you have to jump through hurdles in order to obtain a suppressor, which actually is really good for your hearing. It lowers decibels by about 30 decibels on average. It makes the shooting experience a lot more enjoyable and it's supposed to be better for overall shooting experience and contribute to less noise pollution. I've shot from suppressors before. I've seen it for myself firsthand and they aren't supposed to be the targets. And the recurring theme of this is, and I'll link to Cameron's article for you guys to uh, read through, but Cam and Stephen Gutowski have been really on top of this. It's been hard for me to follow, but I tried to regurgitate their words and their updates through avenues like this. But uh, Stephen's tweets are really pertinent, as is Cam's article on context as to why this is a sound defeat for Governor Northam and his desire to enact perhaps the most extreme gun control measures in this country, even more so than California and New York. But the overarching theme of this is, is why these bills were dangerous, why they had to be defeated essentially is this. They would have done nothing to stop one crime. There was no measurable impact from these gun control proposals that would have stopped crime. That would have prevented crime. They essentially go after law abiding gun owners like you and me, who have nothing to do with crime. We don't participate in crimes. And any bill that was deliberated and presented to actually go after criminals and wrongdoers was shot down in committees in the state Senate and also in the House of Delegates. I largely see that the Senate and House of Delegate Democrats are unserious about tackling crime. And it's very sad because in Virginia, apart from the few that uh, voted to defeat this in committee, Virginia Democrats have shifted very, very, very to the far left when it comes to gun rights, Uh, despite the fact that our state has a large heritage with hunting, a large heritage with the Second Amendment. But again, these bills, including this one, HB 961, would have done nothing to stop crime, and it deserved to be defeated and tabled, and hopefully it doesn't get resurrected. And second, uh, these bills would have eaten at conservation funding. I This is an angle many people do not discuss, but because of the excise taxes collected on guns and ammunition, that largely goes to fund bear den studies, uh, helping habitat, uh, restoring species like elk in Virginia. Without hunters and anglers buying their licenses, without buying firearms, without buying all these different gear and tackle and things, this large sum of funding that goes to conservation would be wiped out. And that's an unintended or intended consequence of this to go after the hunting heritage too, I think. But on the grounds of the fact that it doesn't stop a crime, plus it eats at conservation funding. This is why people should be opposed to gun control proposals, not so much from the uh, Republican versus Democrat angle, but people should be opposed to this, even superseding politics. But it's good 
that this was defeated for now. We're going to keep tabs on this and hopefully measures like this are not presented again in the future. But this should also prompt people to run for office, to put up candidates even in very blue parts of the state, uh, in Tidewater, here in Northern Virginia, Richmond, pro-gun candidates and hunters should start running for office. That's no question, Um, especially if you want to see these legislation defeated, soundly defeated. We need people in Richmond who are going to represent our interests, and that's the first thing. Uh, Putting candidates up and also putting candidates up for higher office like governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general – which is going to be voted on next year, 2021. And we have had a dry spell of seemingly normal candidates and representatives since 2009 when the last Republican pro-gun candidate won. That was Governor Bob McDonnell. So it's been a dry spell. So you have to get involved. I'm not sure if it is necessarily voting for Republicans because Republicans do betray gun owners on gun rights as well. But In this case, I guess your best bet is to vote for Republicans because many Virginia Democrats have indicated they don't care about Second Amendment rights or even supporting your hunting heritage, too. Although hunting is not guaranteed and assured by the Second Amendment, although we have the right to hunt and fish amendment here in Virginia, which is separate and it's a constitutional right that affords hunting. But again, those two are not really correlated, but Anytime there is an assault on firearms and gun rights, usually hunting heritage suffers as a result too. But that is my spiel for the week. Please share this podcast episode with others. Encourage your friends to run for office. I consult on these branding efforts and campaigns on the side too. So if you have questions and you want to hire me for these services, I am your best bet in Virginia. I know the state really well and I can help uh, where help is needed. Thank you for listening and have a great week. We are going to hopefully have some more interviews. I'm awaiting to see if I can interview one of my friends from Florida to give us an update on the Everglades situation. But follow us, download, subscribe, leave reviews, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.